On his deathbed, Jonathan Edwards said, Give my kindest love to my dear wife, and tell her that the uncommon union which has so long subsisted between us has been of such a nature as I trust is spiritual, and therefore will continue forever. Join Caleb Niedemeyer, Ryan Hanley, and Adam Howell as they discuss living out deeply rooted affections. This is Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. Welcome back to Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. I am Caleb Niedemeyer, joined by Ryan Hanley and Adam Howell. Hello. This Hi. Yet again. <laughs> I think we get to do we get to do a double take on most of these episodes That's true. lately. I'm actually going to try and reproduce exactly what I said seven minutes ago. <laughs> seven minutes and twenty seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll just skip all the all the stuff. I think we'll we'll just jump right in. Yeah, you How's can that? you can throw the intro stuff in if you can find a way to make it work. Yeah, we'll we'll piecemeal it together. You'll you'll be talking about something completely different. What what'll I have to happen is Adam Adam has to listen to the edited portion <laughs> and throw in a comment every now and then to make it sound right. <laughs> I think uh, I really, I really uh, think you should make that happen. <laughs> I wonder what it would sound like without me in it. Like that might be even funnier because then there'll there'll be nothing, and then you two will laugh or that's true. Um, or respond. You'll to a respond question to something or that had yeah. <laughs> no, but see, especially if it is us responding to a question, then you just have to try and guess what the question was and ask it and see if it makes sense. Yeah, then it becomes yeah. a game. I like it. <laughs> Person who guesses the question correctly gets. <laughs> there you go nothing because we don't we don't have anything to give a daddy bean (laughs) one single daddy bean (laughs) one one bean that we found under our counter (laughs) um so we're going to talk about marriage so now you guys have had some time marriage (laughs) (laughs) we did that the the first time too (laughs) yeah that's the same as last time the first time it wasn't planned this time it apparently was (laughs) (laughs) it's true I had somewhere I was going to go. Oh, yeah. Adam, I think you just left uh, your computer froze so that you could go think about the greatest thing that you've you've learned in your 15, 16 years of, of marriage. Oh, yeah, that was the question. Yeah. Well, the first question was how long have you been married, mm-hmm. but I know that now. So but nobody Ryan's else gonna does be married. unless you plug that into the beginning. Oh, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I get it right. Ryan's been married for 15 years, July 9th. Wow. And Adam has been married for 16 years, July 10th. That is correct. So. Good job. Thank You've you. You've been married yeah. eight-ish years, but I don't know if I heard the date. Eight, March 24th. Okay. Yeah. March. Yeah. We got the winter rate in South Carolina when it was 80 <laughs> degrees. Nice. That yeah. should be a, a really good question for, like, marriage seminars and things like that, like when you got married and then the why. So like, yeah, we did the winter rate. Okay, they're a very yeah. practical couple. So Ryan, and, why and July ninth? <laughs> uh, it was in the summer, um, after graduation, and I think that date specifically had to do with when the church was available. Mm. So a very sense. practical couple. Pragmatic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I don't remember anything about making that decision of why July 10th. Summers tend to be a big wedding season. Um, Probably at least part of it has to do with things like graduation and things like that. But 
Yeah. Let me tell you what, July 9th in Fort Worth, Texas mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is sort of like if you took an oven and threw it into the sun. I mean, it's, been, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite warm. I didn't have air conditioning in my truck either, so sitting in ridiculous Fort Worth traffic and with no AC is on, on hot, hot pavement in July is ill-advised. Did you have your tuxedo on or you got dressed? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, that, that came later. I did hear about it from everyone else, though, that came to the wedding. That's funny. The day that we got married was the hottest day in Tennessee that year, that particular year. But it, I bet it wasn't nearly as hot as Texas. I bet <laughs> no. it was more hu- <laughs> I promise you it wasn't as hot as Texas. I bet the it was sun more- believes that it's not as hot as... <laughs> <laughs> it was more humid, probably. We, yes, um, that is probably true. We were... Uh, our reception was in a barn, uh, so it was it was outside, and uh, everything was melting. <laughs> it rained on our wedding day, and we had to move it inside. So wow, we kept we kept holding holding out that it would it would stop raining, and finally Liz was like, "We'll just do it. We'll just do it inside." So they moved all the chairs inside, wiped them down, and got married inside. And where where was this again? It was North Carolina. North Carolina. Just okay. just across the border. Which border? South Carolina. So Liz's, Liz's family Just lives across in the South border Carolina. from the Atlantic Ocean. The ocean. <laughs> That's right. So, oh, um, Ryan, you were talking about graduation. Did you guys get married right after graduation or? Uh, it was for me. So, I mean, our graduation was in early, mid-May, something like that. Um, Kathleen still had a year of school left at that point. So I graduated, went to Germany and the Netherlands with our choir at school for a couple weeks, came back, got the house ready, got a job, and then got married. Um, so I didn't know that you you traveled with the choir. Didn't know that. <laughs> I did. But I, I have a, a question. I, well, no, I have, I have a better question. Hang <laughs> on. Was like, no, no. Hang on. And Adam, you might you might appreciate this, but the the pants that you wore that one Christmas were those the pants that you took when you traveled overseas? No, because that was a borrowed tuxedo. Uh, the pants that I wore, I probably bought around the same time. However, uh, they did okay. not fit nearly as well as they had ten years prior. Oh, Speaking of pants, my. Uh... My tuxedo pants for my wedding, I did not, uh, I didn't try them on before the <laughs> wedding day. Mm. And they were at least two, if not three inches too short. <laughs> and um, that's the style these days, though. You yeah, were just ahead of your time. I know. At, uh, at six, three, I've got rather long legs. So it, it did not, uh, it was funny to say the least. No doubt. Yeah. Did you were you guys getting married after graduation or Yeah, so I uh I graduated college in 2002 and had actually already headed to Southern Seminary in 2003. So I was up here for a year uh while we got uh engaged and Liz was still at East Tennessee State. So then I moved back to Tennessee that summer uh that we got married and then we lived there for a year while she finished her undergraduate degree at ETSU. Then in 2005, we moved back up to, to Louisville. So yeah, I I had graduated, was in seminary, and then she had a year left after we got married. That's awesome. 2005 is when I started high school. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, there you have it. <laughs> I know um, we're starting to come up on like these, yes, like literally twenty year, yes, uh, anniversaries or not not anniversaries, but what do you call those? Like reunions, uh, reunions, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that yes. is yeah. nuts. So, yeah, like yeah. what 2000? So I graduated high school in '98, and so 2018 was our 20 year, yeah, high school reunion, and it's just like baffling. Yeah, mine mine was two thousand, so I am I'm at twenty years out out of high school, which is crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, how did you guys did you guys meet at school in college? Is that yes. where you guys met? Me and Ryan or our wives? <laughs> no, your spouse. <laughs> the answer to, to both is yes, not at college, but at school. So, Ryan, go ahead. Um, yes, I'm guessing you um, want us to tell the story. Yeah, I do. I I shouldn't tell the story just because I get long-winded, but yes, we met in college. Um, the short version, Kathleen was a transfer student. Uh, I was in a Bible study with her brother and then led a Bible study with her brother and met her through him and a mutual friend kind of at the time. And basically uh, just became good friends with her and it went from there. That's the really short and boring version. Sometime we can talk about the not-so-boring version. Yeah. Adam, how about you? Yeah, Liz and I met in college, and um, we both played college sports, fall sports. So, like, our schedules lined up uh, together to kind of meet each other and get to know one another pretty well. Um, and then we also served in several college ministries together, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Campus Crusade. Uh, and then there was another ministry that was at our at, ET, at East Tennessee State that was uh, called the Well, that we uh, that we served at, and um, just through serving in those ministries and seeing each other, um, we had a mini dome as our sports complex. So in the dome, um, we got to know each other super well. We were really really good friends for probably three and a half years. And then uh, when I graduated and left to come to seminary, I realized I'd left my best friend in Tennessee. And so we started officially dating that year um, and got engaged and got married. So uh, that also is the uh, incredibly short and uh, not entirely true version. <laughs> there was, there's a whole lot more that went into that complex relationship. But yeah, um, similarly, gotta, yeah. Had a lot of DTRs during those friendship years um, mm -hmm. that uh, weren't always favorable on Liz's uh, front. So um, it it wasn't as glamorous. I, I think as you that mean sounds, more not as favorable on your front. That's yeah. However you want to say that, it <laughs> it didn't work out uh, in those those early years as far as a formal relationship, but. We were, this Lord was certainly helping us develop a uh, very close friendship that uh, I think has been beneficial in our marriage, yeah. uh, having known each other so well before we, before we got married, so. Yeah, that's good. Um, would you guys, so in your 15 plus years of marriage, how would you guys, like if, if you were looking back, you said, man, if I had known this about marriage, I would have done things differently in the first couple of years of marriage. Not not pre-marriage, but during marriage. 
Does that make sense? So yeah. year one of marriage, how would you guys have, have done things differently? Maybe not at all. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys did everything perfectly, but. Uh, we, we had a child nine months after we were married. <laughs> um, I'll just say nine months in one day. Um, <laughs> um, that's, I would not change that at all. That's, that's been phenomenal. Um, the, my, my Kathleen has had extremely difficult pregnancies, um, and was excruciatingly sick, especially with our first child, like lost 20 pounds in the first couple months, I think, and was sick the whole time. Um, what I didn't realize was that, uh, not everyone is as open and forthcoming with where they're at in life, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and all those kinds of things. And so there was a lot of things that Kathleen is, is like this consummate, uh, persevering sufferer. You know, she just kind of put her head down and, and bore it all. And I, you know, there's a lot of that that I didn't realize was going on inside of her. And so, um, yeah, I think I would just tell myself to be more watchful of those kinds of things that, and I think the right term is to ter- try and draw out, uh, conversations and communication from her um yeah i think that would have been a good corrective and so i mean that's just something over the years i think that that we've learned to do for her to say you know to be more uh proactive and and saying more of those things and me just trying to draw those things out recognizing that about her that's good I think I would I would say that um I guess it's similar but it seems like when we try to prepare for marriage very often what we're doing is we're preparing for our role. Like, so what am I supposed to be doing in this marriage? What am I yeah. supposed to be bringing to this? And I think for me, it would have been more helpful to think of what do I need to be learning about my spouse yep. Yep. Uh, in this process. Um, and i just give you a quick example. This happened, I think, I, we might have been married a month, and um, I got in trouble in the kitchen because I had been told to help. You know, be helpful in the kitchen and um, be, you know, be available, be helpful with those kinds of things. And so I'm coming behind Liz. Uh, she's she sets the milk down on the counter. I grab the milk. I put the milk away. She turns around. Where's the milk? I'm like, oh, I put it away. Get Stop out. putting away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of here. And so I think it, it all kind of boils down, I think, in a much bigger picture that plays out in a variety of scenarios of, of just learning to be a student of your spouse. And I know people have said that to me, um, but I have not always done that well. Um, and so, um, that in that particular moment learning, Oh, she likes to just scatter things around the, the counter until she's done. And then I can help pick up. So that's, that's a silly example. There've been a lot more profound examples of that same kind of thing, but, um, not certainly thinking of how do I need to, what do I need to bring to this marriage, but also um, learning to be a, a student of your spouse. Those are really good. Um, what and how, and Ryan, this is going to be obviously maybe a little bit of a different question for you, seeing how you had a kid right out, right out of the gate. Couple, couple of months, nine months in. Yeah, it, it, it was nine months. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> that is important. <laughs> the, um, how, how did, 
the the kids change the dynamic of marriage for you for you guys and, and, and i know ryan, All I, just ryan, do I don't know ryan ryan's still trying to figure out what it is without so yeah so we did both at the same time you've blocked out <laughs> go ahead adam i need to think about this <laughs> Hold on, I thought he was asking you because of the particular context. I was not prepared. It almost to doesn't apply to me. I'm, I've, I've got to find a way to answer this. Oh. Um, what was the question again? How did children change how, the dynamic? How did children change your relationship? And um, yeah, so I. Oh man, there's a variety of negative ways. Um, not negative, just like things that didn't work out exactly yeah. uh, the way we w- wanted them to, or the tension that may develop because you haven't thought that I need to talk about how we're going to parent. You know, that's, that's something that I know a lot of uh, couples will tell you ahead of time. You need to talk about how you're going to, you know, parenting strategies, because if the Lord blesses you with children, this might be an an area of tension. And, um, and so, you know, there's, there's that aspect where there, there have been tensions. Um, But on a more positive note, I think, I think for us, children has helped us to to really it, it puts feet to the idea that Liz and I are a team, that we are not fighting one another, but that we are also as a family a team. Like our, we are together trying to form and shape these children, not hey, you're doing this part and you're doing this part and we're doing our separate parts in parenting and marriage and that sort of thing, but we are a team doing this together. So, um, you know, I, that, that's probably playing itself out even more so now that we've got children going into the teenage years um, and, uh, and it may play itself out very differently as the future progresses as we get all of our children in the teenage high, uh, high school years. Um but just something to kind of fundamentally keep in mind that um, we've always had this mindset of, you know, we are a team. We're, we're going to lock arms together as a married couple and do this thing uh, called life and sanctification and whatever that may be. But children bring a whole new aspect to that sanctification model, um, which reminds us we're, we're doing this together. So, so, for us, um, because all these things happened in rapid sequence, um, I, I should also add that subsequent to the child that came at nine months, four more followed in the next five years. <laughs> um, so bless you and Kathleen. <laughs> um, so there was, I, we'll call it an intensification of, <laughs> of life in general. Um, all the things that Adam said about about teamwork and having a team mentality, I think, are very, very true. And I think for us that that came very quickly in in large part. I mean, there, I think there was a lot of struggling through what that looks like. Lots of great things uh, in I would say our first five years, but I really feel like around year five or so, uh, there was a breakthrough. I think for us, just in terms of communicating better about where we were at and what we were trying to do and and truly that um, side-by-side team mentality I think really locked in around that time and so I, I would just say like there was a noticeable uh, 
lifting of some of the just major heaviness of those first five years. And I don't, I don't want to say that in, in a sense where the, like, it seemed like the first five years were trash or hard, like not great. They were really, really good. There was just a lot of trying to figure this out stuff going on in those, in those years as well. And so, um, that all kind of came at the same time, like in the first year of marriage, trying to figure out marriage and caring for a very, very sick wife. Um, then now we're caring for another human being and talking through parenting strategies and all those kinds of things. Uh, it was just really, really intense. Um, and I think God was very kind to us that that intensity pushed us into more intentionality um, by and large, uh, rather than pushing us apart. I, I, I honestly, I know that for a lot of people that wouldn't be the case, and that's not a reflection on how great we are. Like God was very, very gracious to us uh, to have five children in six years. The first six years of your marriage is uh, intense. Yeah. So not... Not shifting gears, but but just getting a little more, um, a little more specific in the affections and marriage. Um, how how have has your love for the Lord grown and been helped by your wife, and how have you grown together? So so individually, as a husband, your affections have deepened because of your wife. And then together as a couple, how do you guys um, foster the the affections and your own lives together? If I think, that makes yeah, sense. I think, I mean, personally, the for for myself, the there there is no doubt um, that my wife is a gift to me, mm-hmm. like no doubt. And to see someone else so graciously and patiently love me uh, when it's there's there's no way to hide that I'm a, a sinful man. There's no way to hide that from her. And to see her loving me through that patiently, um, like that points to God's love for us, um, the the way that He He cares for us. And there, it's it's hard to realize that. Uh, you know, when it's, quote, just you and God. And I'm not saying you can't. I think that's what the church does in many in many ways. But I think marriage does intensify that in a large part. And so, you know, to just sit back and, and just be blown away by the fact that God has put this woman in my life, that she's devoted the last 15-plus years of her life to loving me well, um, I think, you know, the Spirit uses that to, to just point and say, isn't that great? Isn't that amazing that God can do that? But don't miss the fact that he's also doing this for you personally, right? And on a level that's even greater and bigger than that. Um, so yeah, I'll stop at that, that point and then we'll think, I don't remember the second part of your question, but I'll let Adam go and go from there. Yeah, I should have gone first because that was almost exactly the same answer <laughs> I had in mind. As, <clears throat> but I'll, uh, I've got two and you guys will have to help me remember these, but kind of two aspects of this. One would be what I call personal devotion and then one personal holiness um, that both, I think, have to do with affections and, and Liz. So, like, similarly to what, to what Ryan said, that there's just this affection that, a soar, that soars in my heart and soul um, 
to God and for God because of the gift that Liz is to me. Um, and uh, the Lord didn't have to give me a woman as wonderful as Liz. Um, and that, that's an incredible uh, grace on his part, um, which, yeah, it, it makes my affections soar to God when I look at her parenting our children, when I watch her caring for our family, when I watch her uh, faithfully doing the laundry. I mean, just minimal things that I'm like, unbelievable. This is an incredible gift from the Lord to me. And so that ought to stir our affections. Like if we, if we, if we look at the, if we look at our spouse fulfilling the role that God has given them and it's just kind of pragmatic and like, Oh, cool. Awesome. Task accomplished. Then Holy cow, there's something wrong with us. And so, um, all that being said, I need to express that more to Liz. I don't always, she doesn't always see the joy that I have, um, as a result of the gift that she is to me. So, um, that's something that I think I would encourage listeners to to do is express that, but I don't express a whole lot of anything anyway. So it, I'm, that's not a that's <laughs> that's not a cop out. I'm just saying I'm not good at that, so I need to be better at that. But um, that's one thing. The other one uh, that I would put in in the the notion of personal holiness that doesn't always come across as like what we would think of as an affection. Um, but I think Edwards would classify it as an affection whereby we are, uh, there, there's a brokenness for our sin over our sin. Um, and not, uh, I'm not talking like blatant sin, but just for, so how this fits into marriage is like the, the gracious and compassionate way with which Liz will point me back to the Lord. Um, that also stirs my affections, whether that is, Hey, there's something that I need to correct, um, for, for us in the past, it has been um, family worship times or discipleship models that aren't always up to snuff, um, or maybe we get a, I get a little slack in consistency there, and she just so graciously and, um, and kindly will point that out to me, and, um, and that also is, is a benefit of marriage to our affections, um, personal holiness, but then also just the, the benefit to our family that she, that she brings in that way. So, um, I, I had the thought somewhere along the lines here that, that there may be, um, there very likely are ladies listening to this. And, and I think the best I can do is speak, um, and is to speak from like a husband's perspective to my wife in marriage. So uh, a lot of this might play out very differently if, if you're a lady and you're kind of thinking through either, you know, how does, how does my husband help make my affections soar? So I just want you, people should know that I'm aware of that, but I don't really know how to answer that other than the fact that I'm a guy and I have a wife. Um, <laughs> so, I, Yeah, no, I think that's, that's great. Uh, in terms of like how the Lord stirs our affections together, I think there's, there's been, we'll say two, key areas I think where I've seen that um, one would be just in parenting um, this the similar kinds of things as we see in one another as a married couple like we're able as a united front as one flesh to look at our children and see those same kinds of things because again we're sinful people and the Lord has given us giftings in a lot of areas too I don't I don't want to just hit on the negative here like there's things that the Lord has has given me or to Kathleen that I think are great strengths in parenting and 
to see our children responding to us with graciousness uh, when we mess up and we when we sin against them and go to them and apologize and and watch their minds wrestling with the fact that you know my mom or dad just said I'm sorry for doing X Y and Z will you please forgive me and watching watching that grow in them or watching them come up to you and unsolicited say thank you for something uh, is <laughs> you know th- I think that's happened maybe three times so far no not really but um, so that you know that that stirs the affections the gratitude to God when you see him working in their lives uh, you know again that just points to the the reality that he's in your family he's working and moving um, the the other side of that would be not just with our children but in ministry and that's one of the things that Kathleen and I have have regularly just been blown away by um, for all the the just weaknesses we have in marriage, um, I feel like something that, I would say differences we have that cause tension in our marriage, I feel like for the most part, when we do ministry together, that always seems to just flow very smoothly and naturally. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be able to just soar with one another in that. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that the Lord just impresses on our hearts regularly that, that we can just we can anticipate what the other is going to do or say. I think we we bounce off one another well in that, and uh, it's yeah, it's just a something that that points us to the goodness of God in that. Adam, did you have anything else as far as your affections together or? Nope, I forgot that was part of the question and haven't thought about it at all. <laughs> Fair enough. I was kind of wondering why Ryan was going down that road, but I was like, that's all really good. I just, (laughs) why is he talking about that? Yeah. Um, Trying to think of. I could chime in on affections together, maybe. I don't know if this fits what you're asking about, but like, um, not always uh, necessarily like a, like a distinct, um, like couples quiet time or, you know, something like that. But like Liz and I really, we like to listen to a lot of music um, and a lot of the same worship music stirs our affections in a very similar way. And I think a lot of that is, is born out of our college experience together with all of those ministries that, um, that we just, that, that we really love and adore and that the Lord helped to shape us um, together kind of at that time, not knowing we were going to be married, but the Lord was shaping us together with a lot of those same affections for him that then we can watch one another experience those affections and are, are stirred on together. Um, I think that, um, I think that that to some degree, and I don't, you know, I'd have to think about this philosophically to, to know how it works or spiritually what it means, but like, to, to see for me to see Liz's affections stirred stirs my affections and I think probably I hope vice versa that for her to see my affections stirred stirs her affections mm-hmm. and for us that happens together a lot through um, through l- music worship music with truth that stirs our affections and so um, you know we, we find ourselves uh, on iTunes playlists listening to, old worship playlists that we knew from college and just really enjoying time together doing that, which sounds, you know, we don't just, it's not like we have, okay, 7 p.m. we're on the couch listening to worship music, but just, you know, throughout the day, 
um, that that's that's been something that uh, that we can share together and watch one another love the Lord deeper because of these things. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were listening to the what are the those Wow CDs <laughs> from the Wow from Worship two thousand one. Actually, yeah, we right. did uh, the other day. We did. Don't if anybody judges me, it's on you. But um, the other day we uh, was looking back at some very like some of the very first Passion CDs. And um, good stuff. Yeah, one of them was "Shout to the Lord." Yeah, uh, yes. and uh, Lord, I lift your name on high. We started doing the 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 motions <laughs> in our kitchen. So, um, you know, maybe that's not so much spiritual affection as as it is just laughing at each other at each other's stupidity. But um, yeah. now you're you're right on the money with that. I mean, there's so much that the Lord did in those years that, like, you can't help but connect those memories to just gratitude, just -hmm. worship and awe of what he's done. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, Talk just a little bit about humility in marriage. A lot of times we, um, right? (laughs) It's necessary. Yeah. (laughs) Next topic. (laughs) Yeah, next. uh, I'm trying to think back to our premarital counseling um, we didn't. We did not do things the the right way. We so I was in Minnesota. She was in South Carolina. And the what people, do you mean by that, Caleb? We no. <laughs> I was going to explain how we did not do things the correct way. I was in Minnesota. Liz was in South Carolina, and the people that we were going to have do our premarital counseling were living in Wisconsin, and we we wanted like the counseling people. They were like, we really want to do it in person. So. We all met up in Minnesota, and we we did an intensive, like, four-week study in, like, a day. And so okay. it, it was just, like, crammed in. Um, right. So I kind of wish it had been a little bit more spread out. But I'm just trying to remember if a lot of it was on, hey, you need to be humble. But that's what I've... <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> so, Caleb, what I just heard you say was, I'm trying to remember what we did that day. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Um, but what I've learned in eight, eight years of, of marriage and still am learning is that a hundred percent of the, the issues, probably 99.9 are due to my sinfulness and I need to be humble in, in how I lead and how I ask for forgiveness and all of these things. But just for, for you guys a little bit further down the road, um, well, really a long way down the road, um, how would you guys... <laughs> How would you guys around the earth by now? Yeah. <laughs> describe um, just just how hu- how humility has helped and shaped you guys in in your marriages. Okay, so so number one, uh, fifteen years, sixteen years, eight years, one year. It's a problem. Yeah. Um, it's a struggle. It's a fight. Um, I, I don't know on this side of uh, glorification if if it will ever not be a fight because. Um, I, I don't know these guys, but I, C.S. Lewis is was C.S. Lewis the one that said pride is kind of the fundamental sin of all other sins, at least to some degree. Um, that we're I just think wanting, he did say that yes that yeah. we're we're just wanting to satisfy ourselves in some capacity, and um, that of course gets played out in a variety of ways. But the focus is on the self, and so um, I think that this kind of goes back. I mean, I'm I'm thinking back what I said at the beginning, which I don't remember if it was in this recording or the first one, but 
was it in this recording where I talked about uh, learning to be a student? I I actually think spouse? that was the. I think it was the first one, I, but I don't. I don't remember. I can't remember back. Then. Just go ahead and say it again. This and is if hilarious. It's a repeat, that's all right. <laughs> um, I think it was in this one. Anyway, just the, the whole notion of of like something you learned uh, have learned in marriage, and for me that was to be a student of my spouse. Like that necessarily requires me to take my eyes off of myself yeah. and to put my eyes on her and to see uh, to see Liz's. Um, strengths and to uh, recognize weaknesses that can be helped or, or something like that. Um, so I don't know. That's that I don't do that. Well, that's the, that's kind of what I was mentioning at the beginning. Like that's something I've learned because I haven't always done it well and I don't do it well now, but I think that that's kind of a, the, the result, the, the reason for that is because I'm so much thinking about myself. And so I don't know, if that answers the question as much as just restates that it's a struggle um, and that it would be good to humble ourselves. Um, I think that the way, um, at least for us, one of the ways that this has been, uh, that you kind of recognize it is through having open communication whereby Liz can say to me, hey, we need to, uh, we need to kind of correct this area of our marriage and our family. We need to be praying more. We need to be uh, in the word together more. We, you know, these kinds of corrections are her kind ways of saying to me, uh, stop focusing so much on your own comfort and, and serve us. You know, now she doesn't say it that way, right? It's, she is very kind the way she says it. But at the end of the day, that's, you know, those kinds of lags are um, my own pride thinking maybe we've got it all together that's an expression of pride or uh you know not not making the time to to serve the family well in those ways um so both the recognition that it's tough but then also the delight that you that i have a spouse who will help correct that and and point that out when i'm struggling with it so uh yes to all of that uh times a hundred billion and <laughs> absolutely go back and listen to that again. Um, I think I would say a, a couple, a couple of aspects maybe to focus on in this one is that there's a recognized humility before the Lord. Um, and that's, that's where a lot of it stems for me is just realizing that I really, really, really need his help. And it's so easy to coast. And that, as Adam mentioned, that's a form of pride. Easy to coast in your walk with Christ. Easy to walk uh, to coast in your marriage. That coasting is a form of pride. You're, you're thinking that, okay, I've got that part figured out. Now I can just move on. Um, so, so there's a humility before the Lord and a lot like what Adam was saying, a humility before your spouse where... Um, Man, you're one flesh. Like you're not hiding anything from her or him. If you're a girl, a female, um, so that that would be one thing of it. Just that kind of that distinction of realizing that maybe we we might get tripped up in one of those areas more than the other. Um, the other was just kind of more of a practical thing. Is especially with with conflict and conflict resolution, all these kinds of things. So much of of what we argue about, fight about, will get stuck in this cycle of whatever 
um, a, a good dose of humility changes that on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathleen is it, like 99% of the times Kathleen will just be like, I, <laughs> I can't think about you rightly right now. I need you to just stop and pray. <laughs> and <laughs> even that I'm like, you know, like if we just say it this way, or if we just talk about this, if we just address this thing, then it'll all go away. And, and, but she's absolutely right. And even just that act of stopping, even if, yes, the Lord is helping her, but for her to even see me get on my knees and pray with her, lets her know that I'm actually seeking the Lord's help. And for her, that, that removes this massive barrier that keeps her from just saying, you know, I'm just a selfish jerk, which I am, but um, it's, it's good for her to see me humble myself before the Lord and ask for his help. So anyway, that's really good. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts? On, why are you guys smiling? Because <laughs> you just disappeared on the camera and we heard all kinds of rattling around and all this kind of stuff. And then you appeared again <laughs> Well, <laughs> with a child. Were you changing yes, a diaper? I was. And, that's, and, <laughs> that's, uh, and we're, uh, that's amazing. We're, we're recording this. So I figured that'd probably be just not, not appropriate. <laughs> So, was, but it, I, I, uh, was it yours? Yeah. Well, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys have any other uh, thoughts or closing admonitions for for those who who are in the middle of? I mean, marriage is just. Uh, I don't know. Again, this is kind of the the thought. You you go in to marriage and you think we're not going to make the mistakes our parents have made. We're not going to make the mistakes that such and such has made. Um, and then you get in and you're like, Oh shoot. Everything, everything that they said was true. Uh, uh, I'll throw in one, one thing that we, we tell students in, um, I say students cause the ones we've counseled have been students, but, uh, in premarital counseling that Liz and I have done, we, one of the things that I kind of harp on, and, and, and it's it sounds so stupid the way I say it, but I think it fits, is like you there's there's kind of a fundamental way that you have to treat each other as fellow image bearers. Um and and I, I usually will say it more like um you have to learn to treat each other like a human being. Uh because very often the um what happens when pride gets in the way and we start to have conflict in a marriage, a lot of times it's a result of just not seeing the other person as a, as an image bearer, as a human being, like you are dealing with, you you are working with, you are locking arms with, you have covenanted with a human soul. And if that's on your mind, that's going to affect the way you treat one another. That's going to affect the way you speak to one another. That's going to affect the way you desire to serve one another. Um, and it, it just is kind of a fundamental way of thinking that I think helps a lot of other things. Um, man, there was something else I was going to say in that, in that line of thought and it has slipped my mind now. Um, Oh, the, 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 the place where this kind of hits home for me is, um, in First Peter, uh, is it three seven that um, 
that she oh, is yes. a fellow. What is it? I just said, oh, yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> I know where you're a, going with this. this a is good. fellow heir of the grace of life. Um, like that's, that's not a, that's not a husband wife thing necessarily. I mean, it's in a husband wife context, but the, the, the fundamental fact of a co-heir of the grace of life means that her soul matters as a human being that has been redeemed by Christ. And my soul matters as a human being that has been been redeemed by Christ. And, and that, that then can shape the way we view one another, um, such that in a more intimate, and precise way, uh, marriage is kind of a, a an outworking of love your neighbor. Exactly. Um, yep. And and that that doesn't minimize marriage to say love your neighbor. Uh, if anything, in that context, it actually it it, it actually intensifies it. Yes. Um, in that in that covenant relationship, like good heavens, if if you're if you're supposed to treat the Samaritan that you dislike as a neighbor. And if you're supposed to love your enemies and pray for them, what the world are you supposed to do for your spouse, whom yeah. you've with whom you've covenanted? Um, so anyway, that, that's a little rant that I kind of get on, but it's it's a good mindset for me, like um, especially as a husband, and this may play out differently for a wife, but especially as a husband to have on my brain like a a a care and tenderness and desire to see Liz flourish. Uh, as an image bearer. Um, and again, I don't always do that well. Um, and that doesn't always manifest itself, uh, well in how I act. Um, but I think it's a good fundamental mindset, I think to have. Yeah. I think the, uh, it, it is a grace. It is a grace of God that that is what we aim for. And in his grace, he understands that we're also thick-headed and teaches us as husbands, for example, to live with our, our wife according to understanding and discernment, um, which is good. Like, right, that's the command. Uh, the stick part of this is uh, lest your prayers be hindered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of fly through that and we're like, oh, yeah, that's that's sobering. But like, guys, I have had my prayers hindered. And that in and of itself was a gracious reminder that I'm just being a jerk to my wife. And it's it's terrifyingly sobering. You want to know what the fear of God is when you realize that God is actively working on your wife's behalf uh, for you to treat her well. Um, you will you will get there very quickly. And. Uh, but, but right, that's a grace. It's a grace for the Lord to discipline us as a good father. Um, so live with her as a, a fellow heir of the grace of life. Uh, treat her according to understanding, or God himself uh, will be there to advocate on her behalf. And uh, both of those things are very, very good. All right, well, if that's all that you, you guys have... Well, I'm sure I know there's a lot more that we could. That's it. I'm done. We could talk. That's all. That's yeah, all the wisdom When you we ask have. if there's anything else you want to chime in on, I'm like, I just name it. I mean, I'm, right. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that it there's could lots. be. Uh, this could be a 74 part series. Yeah. 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 Hang on, I gotta get. Do you guys want a cheese stick? <laughs> no thanks. These are. This is part of the heart healthy 
breakfast <laughs> that we have here in the Niedermeyer household. Cheese sticks. This is what happens. This is what happens. And the kids are awake, and dad and daddy you feed your children daddy cheese feeds sticks. the kids fruit snacks, fruit snacks That's and right. cheese sticks, all around. There you go. <laughs> hey, we had a speaking of unhealthy food. Funny story. We had a birthday cake last night, an ice cream cake that one of our neighbors brought to us. She had bought it at Dairy Queen, but it was like half price because it said "Happy Birthday Isaiah" on it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody came to pick it up. <laughs> I know, man. And I so, would. <laughs> uh, we uh, we actually videoed our family singing "Happy Birthday" to an Isaiah somewhere in the <laughs> in the. Shortly after that, or at the same time, there was a news story on TV of an Isaiah who graduated this weekend, and we were like, oh, that's what happened to the cake. It was supposed to say, happy graduation, Isaiah. So that has nothing to do with marriage. I'm Sorry, sure you'll Isaiah. edit that out. Great but, cake. Um, that's awesome. That's good. Well, guys, it's always good to, to talk with you guys and um, I know with where you guys are at in your ministries and working with college students that marriage is, is often, that you guys have, have the opportunity to talk a lot about marriage and both of your guys' marriages have been a, an encouragement to Liz and I and countless others. Um, so continue on growing and um, Liz and I are, are thankful for you guys and your wives. Probably more so your wives, but mm. I mean, that's just how yeah. it is. So. That's how it should be. It, it's true. Uh, but until next time, there is ultimate joy to be pursued in this life. It's found in Jesus Christ. Pursue Him.